Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Hi, it's Maya here, and you're coming to another episode of Maya Moments. I am here with Hilary Seegers, who is an author, a wife, a mother, and a human. <laughs> and I'm just so grateful to have her on to talk about her journey, um, her, what led her to writing her book, her foundation, and just talking about life together. So just say hi, Hilary. I'm so happy to have you Hello. on. Hi, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I think this will be a really good episode um, full of a lot of um, vulnerability and depth and connection. Um, I personally can't relate to some of these things on a like uh, empathizing sympathy type, but I could relate to it as a woman, as someone who is just another believer. And I think it's really impactful and necessary to have these conversations and to have space for conversations for these to have. So hopefully, um, regardless of age or race or whatever you're going through, this is something that even if you're not even a woman, if you're a man, this will help you to just understand um, how precious bringing life into the world is, how much of a miracle it is. I, I know we talk about pregnancy a lot. I see in culture, we talk about it as if it's just something that happens for everyone and it just happens. But for a lot of people, that's not the case. And uh, it really is truly a it's truly a miracle when you think about how a baby is created. So yeah, with no further ado, let's get into it. Um, I'm going to ask you the first question that I ask everyone, but do you see, where do you see the genesis of what you feel that you're called to do now creatively? Do you see that in your childhood and or do you see that in a specific moment? Like just talk about that of maybe not even authorship, but organizing a nonprofit or leading in the ways that you have and, and continue to, how do you see that maybe in your childhood or a moment um, later in life, earlier in life? Right. So it's actually very funny that you asked me that question because something that I always share with people is that I never thought I would be here today. And so what I mean by that is like, even as a young, young, young um, girl, I always that. I was going to be a lawyer. I was going to go to school. I was going to get my law degree and I was going to be a lawyer. I have two degrees in criminal justice and I haven't done a single thing with either one of those degrees. And I'm just like, okay, God, was that a waste of time? Like, what am I doing? Um, But just recently, literally within this past like two months, I was able to go to a church and just share my experience a little bit there. And when I was preparing to speak for there, I remember just asking the Lord, of course, what do you want me to share with these people? And it was there that God revealed to me what he has called me to do and who he's called me to be. And so I remember sharing that with um, the ladies at this conference that I spoke at. I, I talked about how, you know, even as a young girl, I um, my pride and joy is my family and in my relationship with the Lord. And when all of that stuff started you know, kind of going south. I lost my dad when I was a senior in high school. I'm like, okay, God, what are you doing with my life? You know? And so all this time still, I went to college right after my dad passed away and I'm still pursuing this degree, you know, and school is where I met my husband, but it's just like, okay, apart from that, which I I'm super grateful for. That's the only reason why I went to school. Thank you, Jesus. And it's like, 
even still, Lord, would, yes, <laughs> like, what have you called me to? And I'll never forget as a freshman in college, just sitting in this big arena by myself. And the Lord um, brought me to a scripture in Galatians that talks about freedom. You know, you've been called to this life of liberty, except, you know, don't use that liberty to do what you want, basically, you know, use it to serve others. And, yeah. you know, I'll never forget literally two months ago, the Lord just telling me, Hillary, I've called you to be a depositor of hope. Right. And so I'm like, okay, that's, that's cute. Like, I like it. It's catchy, you know, but it's like, what the heck does that's that mean? Good. You know? <laughs> and I'll never forget. Like I went and I shared my testimony with these um, women. And so this is where it kind of comes back to the question you asked me, the, my God sister who invited me to come, she kind of gives remarks at the end. And she like traces my life back. She was like, I, I, I was there when you were born. I've, I've known you your whole life and you have always been a depositor of hope. You know, you've, you, you've always had this gift of, you know, loving people, of encouraging people, wow. and, you know, wanting the best for people. And the Lord allowed you to go through what you went through to kind of do that still to this day, just on a deeper level. So I don't know, you know, I was kind of focused on being this determined criminal justice major and the Lord has completely shifted the trajectory of my life, but I would, I'm grateful for it. I, I truly am. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure like your background and what you were being equipped in in school will be, it will show up in one way or another. It has to, because I really, I really live by the purpose. Like everything happens on purpose. Um, so I'm sure it has to have some glimpses. Like you didn't do all that, nothing, especially two of those things. I just finished my first and I was like, I don't know how people be doing this back to back. Oh my goodness. But wow. No, I, I can relate to like just being having one of those moments in college. College, I I said this in a episode back. Like college is a lot of things. It's challenging for many reasons, and the least of the right. challenges have to do with actual academics. <laughs> like academics is probably yes. like last on the list for why is it challenging? Just because there's so many things that life is throwing at you. Um, and socially, you know, economically, financially was one mm-hmm. of the reasons why it was um, really challenging for me personally, um, leaving home, you know, family, mm-hmm. even like I, I, I'm a lover of family as well. I love my family so much and it reaches mm-hmm. beyond just, you know, my, um, uh, my immediate family, uh, my, my extended family, like we're so close. And so it was really hard. And yeah, like I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. Um, and I really couldn't imagine the, the depth of processing that you had to go through from losing your dad into going to college, and then finding <laughs> yourself, you know, like you're, you're finding yourself this is the first time you're on your own. So, wow, that's incredible. But we, I love a good moment where God is able to use somebody else to speak to what you're going through currently, because I'm the one I'm like, I need some confirmation. (laughs) Somebody else needs to confirm this because I feel crazy, especially with a depositive depositor of hope. Like that sounds so good, but how does that tangibly, (laughs) what does that mean? Okay. So Let's talk about your foundation and uh, just talk about what 
specifically led you to being an organizer in that way? Right. Um, so, and what was on um, your heart when you were doing I it? I love people, which is kind of weird if you know me, because I'm not a people person, if that makes sense. But I love to see people like I love to see them well and I love to see them, you know, happy and, you know, yes. live life to the fullest, you know. And I know that the only way I agree. Yes. Yeah, I, I love people, but I don't like people. Yeah, hey, you said it. I love people, I but I don't like agree, them. So there's a difference. You said it. <laughs> but yeah, like I love to see. I genuinely love to see people just happy and whole, right? And I know that as a believer, the only way you can truly get that is just to have a relationship with the Lord. So regardless if my journey was miscarriage or. I broke my toe 17 times. You know, the reality is my wholeness, my healing, anything that I need, it comes from God. And so I did. I've, I've experienced, yeah, I've experienced four miscarriages. Yeah. Um, they were all, they were recurring. So like they were back to back. And to this day, they're really, we really don't know why it happens. And so I started joining the support groups online and I'll spare the details just because they are private and it's just a safe place for women who have had miscarriages. But I'll never forget, like, by week two of just being in these groups and, you know, you get the Facebook notifications whenever anyone posts and all these moms are like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm hurting. I'm, I'm dealing with this insufferable pain and I just got a bill in the mail for thousands of dollars from doctor's appointments or thousands of dollars because, you know, I had to have an emergency surgery or, you know, all these things kept happening where... Not only were they Jesus. dealing with the physical and the emotional stress of miscarriage or infertility or whatever, but now they have to deal with, you know, having to pay for that or come up with the resources to even be able to heal from that physically. And so I'm like, okay, God, like I see this trend and right. I don't have the money because that's, that's my thing about loving people. It's like, if I had the money, I would just give it to whoever needs it. Just like here. <laughs> yes. Like take it all so i do believe no, that the lord I has blessed me with a heart of generosity yeah and so this foundation is called bold resilience foundation and i'm still in the works of like you know trying to get it legit we have our little llc or whatever but i do want to eventually get to a place where you know where we're like we are legitimate and we can um not only raise the funds but be able to give it to these moms and these families that need it as a result of pregnancy and infant loss so that's how it started um Again, just recently, I feel like the Lord has showed me the biggest piece of this puzzle regarding the ministry of both resilience. And um, I feel like most moms have miscarriages. And the first thing they really want to do is just like get away, just go somewhere where it's quiet and it's peaceful and they can just start their healing journey. And so I actually have never shared this with anyone from my husband and maybe a few friends and sisters, but I believe like the Lord is going to bring this foundation and this ministry to a place where I can build like this. It's going to be called the hope home. And these moms can just come and just, you know, start their healing journey there. And then, you know, just, just, just go whatever that looks like after that, you know, you've just come, just, just be poured into be be encouraged, you know, sit in a garden, go to the pool, whatever. Um, but build this hope home where moms can come and just kind of get away after a miscarriage. So it sounds cool. No idea how to get there, but (laughs) that is no, that no, but like it really takes 
you have to see it before you see it. <laughs> like, and I can see that. And I know if I can see it just from you describing it, how vivid it has to be for you. And so like, Lord just bless that really significantly bless that just because like, I know that it's a need for people just in general who haven't dealt like life will just put you at a space where you are like I can't do this anymore like I just need to get away and do something so especially at that time where there's such an incredible loss um to have a haven you know of of like peace but also of like some hope I'm sure like there would be people there to be able to deposit some of that goodness from you and that vision that you have into the the people that are there that's really tangible and so wow thank you for feeling safe enough to share that here um and I, I think for me that is ultimately the goal of my moments as well is just as a ministry tool to be able to like fund and help people with these type of visions that like I don't always have to be the person to come up with something but if you have the seed maybe I can help to water it or maybe I can help to put that that soil on top of it or maybe I'm the one that helps to prune it whatever the the case is so wow that's beautiful and I I really I really am praying for you to get whatever needs to happen you can't say it's not tangible yet it's not real yet of course but like it's a vision and um that's beautiful that's that just gave me chills that's so wonderful I love that okay so that is one of the branches of what bold resilience the vision of what you have for it um is there other initiatives that you would like to come from it or how you've already done with it um, thus far? Um, it definitely started for that specific person. I mean, person for that specific reason. And that was to bless <laughs> people financially that needed the support. Um, but already, like, you know how when you become passionate about something, because again, this is not what I thought my life was going to be, but the more I experienced it, Right. The Lord has literally like given me a heart for this and given me like the burden and, and the like I feel for these moms that go through this. And so now yeah. it's just like, what else can I do? You know, I might not always have the money or I might not always have that thing that they need, but I can do something. And so um, I, I guess I would right. say I used to say at least that bold resilience was this umbrella. And then there was going to be so many things under this umbrella, you know, you know, books and, and counseling and all these things that it's going to come, you know, that that could come from this. And I was talking to this business owner who's kind of mentoring me a little bit. And she told me, she was like, don't think of it as an umbrella. She was like, flip it around. Think of it as a tree. You know, bold resilience is this, is this root, this tree that's planted and all these branches are going to come from it. And so, you know, don't limit yourself, whatever the Lord, like open yourself to receive whatever it is the Lord is going That's to, good. you know, give you. And I'm telling you like night after night, just, you know, the Lord just dropping things in my heart, you know, you can do this and this and this. And it's just like, I just want to do everything. And I know I can't, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you know, it's, I don't. Well, yeah, but it's not just you though. The truth of the matter is that from you, so many visions can come, but it's really about, you know, having other partners who are just invested in the success of the visions that you have coming to fruition. So prayerfully, like you'll be able to partner with other people who have so much passion 
or love or feel that burden just as much as you to really carry um, the right. vision to come to pass. It takes, yes. you know, so much more than you on your own. And we're really not called to like do it alone. So you even having a business mentor, someone to speak that into you and give you that kind of wisdom, like prayerfully, you continue to have people to like really yeah. help you accomplish the goal that you feel like God has given you. And if, if he provide, if he, you know, if he, um, if he guides, cool. he usually provides. So I'm not, I'm not worried about that for you, but that's beautiful. Okay. So let's talk a, a bit about your book, um, which is under the umbrella of bold resilience as well. So talk a little bit about the book and like what all um readers could expect from it or what was your actual like heart for it when you were right. So I don't it. have like the traditional author story author story, which I don't even know if that exists, but really I was just kind of stuck in my mind, like having all these miscarriages and I, I wouldn't sleep at night, like at all, like no minute of the night I could sleep. And so I just started writing literally in my phone, the notepad in my phone. I would just write down whatever came to mind. And sometimes we'd be like, you know what, I'm going to be strong and I'm going to get through this. And then the very next day it's like, this sucks and I can't do this. And Lord, what are you doing? And so literally over about a time span of about one and a half, two years, just literally my phone full of just all of these confused, but, you know, almost kind of rich, you know, revelations and things that the Lord was giving me dreams, scriptures, you know, confirmation of what, you know, I felt like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, but would be confirmed through people, um, like seeing things like literally one day I was at. I think it was my husband's parents' house and I almost stepped on this mushroom, but it was rather big. And I looked down and inside the mushroom, it's like shaped where this mom is kissing her baby. And I, I promise you, I'm not a weird, creepy person, but it literally looked like a mom and a baby <laughs> inside this mushroom. And it's just like little things like that where I would just be so desperate for like a sign from the Lord. And I would get, you know, something like that would happen. And it's just like, God was just so present yeah. um, and he has been over these past three years. And so I would just mm. write every little thing. I would make it spiritual. You know, I would I would correlate it to what I was going through. Yeah. And um, I remember I finally shared yeah. it with my husband a couple of years later. And he's like, OK, this is cute for us, but you're going to publish this, right? And I'm like, what? No, I have no idea wow. how to write a book. <laughs> I don't know what to do after I write a book. And the lord literally just guided us through the whole thing he brought the per like you were saying earlier Mm. you didn't even know this like the lord literally brought people into my life um to help me do this and i could not have done it without them so yeah again a confirmation of what you just said like if the lord drops something in your spirit or or he gives you this vision you know trust him for whatever you need to be able to do it And and that's the really the rich thing about it because like your faith in trusting God that He'll do what you feel <laughs> He told you He do even if it doesn't all make sense to you yet your faith in that has to be more tangible more real than your fear in anything (laughs) like you you can be in fear about it but that's interesting to know that like it wasn't even on your heart necessarily to publish or share but it was something that almost like the lord used your (laughs) husband to tell you like this is what you need to do 
Um, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, thank you very much. This is too personal. This is me, but I'm sure it's been so helpful and impactful to other people. Um, that that's really there's this verse. A couple years ago, um, I shared, even on this podcast, it was really mm-hmm. hard for me to share, but I had been battling with an um, an addiction with pornography. And I remember that there was this scripture that I got while I was in college, and it was like the true power. I forget mm-hmm. what the scripture is. Um, you guys can go <laughs> back to that episode to watch it. But basically, the scripture was just saying that um, the confession of our sins or like what we have going on is where the true, like, bondage and like what we're chained to that shame goes away and moving like away from sin but like in life when we share like Mm -hmm. our testimonies when we share and we have that safe space to be able to share like God really uses that to like take whatever shame or whatever pain or guilt or anything and like use it to really heal us and heal other people and so I love that that could be done as commendable as it is. Mm-hmm. It had to be hard. <laughs> it had to be a, a hard process. I'm sure, especially if you're, you hadn't like written a book before uh, published cause it's published. I'm sure like um, on the different platforms that you're on. So that's really difficult, but you did it. Um, and yes. you are pregnant now. <laughs> I want to make that clear. Uh, she didn't share that, but she's pregnant now. Um, and so God is faithful. He really is faithful to the end. And that's beautiful. Wow. I love that. I really do. That's so beautiful. Okay. So what are you looking forward to doing like now moving forward um, in having the book and having your foundation and just the work that you feel like you're called to moving on like what does that look like for you what are you necessarily excited for um maybe in the present future i am honestly i'm excited to be able to do this one day prayerfully full time you know right now i'm still working um full time and that's a whole testimony in itself but i do believe that i'm supposed to be here right now working you know for this season but the lord is showing me you know that this is something that is going to you know, this is what I'm called to do, you know? And so I'm excited to see how he's just going to develop me in that way, because I've always been extremely shy. I don't mind. Like I love, I work hard. Yeah, girl. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I have a lot of sisters, but they have enough personality where I can just live in (laughs) and be in the background. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I just, I'm excited to see how the Lord is going to stretch me. And I only, I already feel like certain growing pains, just dealing with miscarriage in general, but it, it almost excites me or it lets me know, it, it helps me to recognize the hand of the Lord on my life right now. And like, this is where I, exactly where I'm supposed to be because it's uncomfortable, but I don't right. know, like I, I, I've been praying these specific prayers, like even with the book, like, Lord, I don't know how to write a book. Like if this yeah. is something that you want me to do, I need your help. And boom, he sends me these people, perfect people Ooh. to help me do it. And so now I'm in this place, like, I don't know how to run a nonprofit. And literally mm. I'm working for a nonprofit where my sole wow. responsibility is to like do all the office work. I'm the office manager or like the administrative manager. So I'm, wow. I'm literally getting paid <laughs> to learn how to run a business. And wow. it's, I'm like, 
okay, God, it's like, and I love my job. I love my coworkers. Like, I have an amazing boss whose leadership skills are just like, I'm just, I'm literally like, okay, God, I'm literally living yes. in this moment of an answered prayer, you know. And even though I'm serving another nonprofit, the Lord is like, okay, be patient, like, learn what you can serve there wholeheartedly and you know your time will come so that's so good that's so good that's so good like there's this um teaching and um I don't know if I'm I I love watching some of um Mike Todd uh sermons sometimes and he had this like series he did called crazier faith and he was Mm -hmm. talking about like you have to see it before you see it you have to sow it before you see it and so one of the things that he said was like sometimes like when you are planting a seed and you're asking God for vision and for faith, sometimes it's not sowing with your money. Sometimes it's sowing with your time and, and, and storing and being mentored in different areas and knowing that God's going to use that stewardship to like literally catapult you in areas that you could have, you couldn't know or understand. And so like, I think just for other people who are like trying to look and and listen and and gain some wisdom and stewardship and what does that look like for a a vision that you you believe it and you know God said it and so you're waiting for it to happen like do not grow weary in well-doing for in due season you will reap um if you faint not and I just I really believe that and that's just beautiful that God like really aligned you to be like almost doing things on purpose, like in purpose. You don't even have like a job that you're doing. That's like, okay, I'm getting this job, but I like, I'm studying here. Like you're able to really bridge those gaps. That's beautiful. Oh, child. That's, that's, that's a a testimony. Cause it doesn't always happen like that, you know? And you can say whatever you want about why it doesn't happen like that for other people. Um, but that's just beautiful that it happened for you. And that's just, I, I want to, (laughs) <laughs> when I live in some of that alignment. Oh, wow. Do you think you sharing and you making your notes um, and you being transparent and open, what did you specifically feel those moments were? Because you weren't necessarily doing it to write a book or anything. Were they just like a way for you to reflect on like, God being present even in your pain or like or even like rejoicing like you said in the moments that you didn't necessarily want to but you were kind of like pulling yourself through like what was what would do you feel now looking back on that time what exactly was like God doing personally for you beyond even helping other people right so I honestly I will never take credit for the resilience that's expressed through my testimony just because in those first few months to a year, like they were extremely hard. And my first miscarriage, I found out, you know, that our baby didn't have a heartbeat. I think it was like the first week of May. And it wasn't until August 27th that I actually had that miscarriage. And so for four months, I'm like wrestling with this idea of faith and, you know, hope and trust in God, you know, while dealing with you know, people thinking I'm crazy, probably, or people just not understanding what I'm going through. And I remember that wasn't necessarily a a time of me being like, oh, I'm going to be so strong, or I'm going to do this. 
Yeah. It was just like, Lord, I'm so weak. I'm so confused. You know, this was our first baby. We were living in Georgia at the time and all of our family is in Maryland and Virginia. I'm just like, we, we were literally isolated, but like almost on purpose. Wow. And so those yeah. moments, the way I would express those moments was me being weak and taking that weakness to the Lord, which yes, I know takes strength, but it was all the Holy Spirit. It's just like, Lord, I have nothing to give. I have nothing to offer. I'm sad. I'm, I'm so many different things and I need you to just come do what you do because if you don't, it's not going to end well, you know? And so a lot of that yeah. was just the Holy Spirit working through me, not because Hillary was so determined or Hillary was so resilient, but it was just like, it's that scripture. And I think it's second Corinthians um, chapter 12. Well, I don't know, but it talks about the sufficiency of God's grace. And Paul talks about, you know, I pleaded for yeah. you to take this away from me. And it's not always about, you know, praying for things or asking for things, pleading for things and, you know, getting what you want, but recognizing the grace of the Lord and that no matter what happens, you know, God is with me. And so that doesn't mean that I have to fake being strong. It doesn't mean I have to be fake being weak. It just means the Lord is asking us to come yeah. to him however we are and he's going to make us whole. He's going to heal us. He's yeah. going to do the work. Yeah. And so it's literally like just this, this vision of my weakness matched with his power source and how that comes together and just creates this beautiful testimony of his grace. And so that's what that moment was for me. That's what those initial moments were for me. It's just like the Holy spirit just interceding for me. Wow, That's good. Cause I don't think we necessarily connect those dots that sometimes it wasn't us like next to the Holy Spirit and us holding hands and walking through sometimes, sometimes mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit carried us through yes. some things. <laughs> I know some things like I really can't take credit for when I look back, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how, like, I don't know how I did that. And I'm like, really, like when I think about my mentality or like what I was going through necessarily at the time, not, mm-hmm. not even comparing, you know, but like just thinking about, you know, the different things that you'll go through and you'll still push through. And you're like, when you look back, you're like, I don't necessarily know how I pushed through now looking back on it. But sometimes it wasn't necessarily you pushing through. Sometimes it literally was the Holy spirit carrying you through some things um, because that was the only way you could get through. And so, wow, what a beautiful testimony. Um, I am just so grateful that you, you know, felt comfortable enough to share um, all that you are doing, all that you've been through and the vision that you have going forward. Um, and I just really want to give the opportunity for people to support you um, with your journey, whether that's connecting through like social media or for people to, you know, buy your book or invest and donate into your foundation. Where would they be able to do that? Um, and I'm going to leave all links in the description box as well for those of you who are listening on the various platforms we're on um but go ahead and just share a little bit about that if you feel free yes, to of course um i'm not going to bore you with a whole bunch of links um but i do we i do have a website for the foundation and so everything you would want to find is there every link to every social media account i have a twitter i do not use it so don't shun me i just cannot worry with twitter i just can't i just can't <laughs> um but the website is old-resilience.com and everything's there yeah wow because it's a tree not an umbrella come on somebody (laughs) (laughs) 
But, but that's so good. Oh, goodness. I'm going to run with that. I have to do a journal entry of myself with that one because that was a nugget. Wow. Okay, so um, as we close, if you have anything like you would like to leave us with before we, you know, just close out this episode, I feel free to say anything that may be on your heart or you want to speak directly to. Oh, ooh, the pressure. Um, <laughs> no, no well, pressure. Well, like I was sharing with you, um, as we were getting just to know each other, like my desire the 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 real the number one reason that i'm doing anything that i'm doing with you know through this ministry is i just i just don't want people to get stuck cuz that was almost me you know um especially i say this all the time it's it's one thing to like go through one hard thing and you're like it's really hard but you go through it and then it's done and then it's kind of a whole another thing when you're kind of just going through the same recurring cycle of just suckiness over and over and over and over and over again and so I feel like when people find themselves in that kind of cycle it's easy to get stuck it's easy to get to give up it's easy to Mm -hmm. you know make excuses or to justify you know bad habits or unhealthy habits and so I'm doing all of this just to encourage people you know don't get stuck and this of of my four miscarriages the fourth one was emotionally and spiritually the most difficult I guess because I'm just like okay how many times we gonna go do this Lord you know (laughs) like I've learned so much you know you taught me so much you know I know that this is all for a reason and it's for the benefit of you know maybe someone else more than it is even for me but like this the fourth miscarriage I realized that my pain didn't come from anything physically it didn't come from the emotions of losing a child it came from an offense that I started to develop towards the Lord, you know? So where, whereas I could normally pray and be like, Lord, heal me in my body, Lord, heal me in my emotions. It was like, how do I pray for the Lord to heal me from, you know, my anger towards him. And it brought me back to that scripture again in second Corinthians of, you know, be weak. Not only do I want you to be weak, but boast in your weakness, but whatever you do, just bring it to me and watch what I can do with it. And so it took a minute for yeah. me to kind of like recognize that one and then to work through how do I have an offense with the Lord? Like, how do I deal with that when the person I want to run to is the person that I'm mad at, you know, mm-hmm. and just to know that or to realize yeah. over time that that didn't intimidate <laughs> God. It didn't make him love me any less. He didn't suck his teeth and be like, you know, girl, haven't we been through this already? Like, trust me, you know, he, he was waiting for me. <laughs> right. You know, if anything, he was probably like, it's about time, girl. Like, Hey, I'm still here, you know, but just right. the conversation. Right. <laughs> literally, literally so honestly. I, just, I always want to implore women, men too, just don't get stuck. I love my husband so much and we are so night and day. But again, with this fourth miscarriage, I recognized that it it got to him too, you know, and it was just that, that red flag moment of, you know, men miscarry too, you know, the women have to deal with most of it, but it's not just about yeah, us, you know, it's, it's a family thing. And, mm. you know, I just, I kind of felt bad. I was like, all this time, yeah. like, was I leaving him behind or was I not being as considerate? towards him as he was towards me wow. there's just all these things that come with miscarriage that can cause yeah. someone to just feel so defeated that they get stuck and so that's what i want to leave you with just just yeah. don't get stuck and if you don't have the holy spirit it's probably don't gonna be a stuck. lot harder i don't know why people think you know what i'm mad 
the Lord's yeah. not answering my prayer. So I'm going to just do away with God. And that just means that life is supposed to get better. Like, no, <laughs> no, uh, like, yeah, no, no, it I don't doesn't know really people... work like that. Mm, but no comment. You know, I just, yeah. <laughs> sometimes people just, sometimes people just don't see th- their faith in God seems like too overwhelming more than their problem. And, uh, I really can't necessarily relate. I know doubt, I feel like doubt is healthy to be able to question your faith and to know that it's real for you and that it's not borrowed faith. Yeah, I don't know. I can't sympathize with that view of like, it'll get better without God. Because for me personally, I know if if I felt without mm-hmm. God, like it, I would be hopeless. <laughs> I wouldn't have like a source to like, be rejuvenated from thinking about myself right. or somebody else in this world providing me hope. I would, I'm giving up. I'm yeah, sorry. It's, I don't it's still unfortunate <laughs> like, that I, it's sometimes just, we kind of view hope as this intangible, just thing that's never going to happen. And so even sometimes as believers, we can claim to have mm-hmm. hope, but it's like you said, sometimes you feel like it's just never going to happen for me. Or, you know, it's almost like we hold on to hope, but, from a sense of hopelessness that, yeah, we can be optimistic or, yeah, we can have faith, but it ain't really going to ever happen for me. And hope is so tangible. Hope is so real. Yeah, Jesus is the hope of, you know, like, it's yeah. just, you know, sometimes we just Come have on. to be patient. Yeah. We just have to be no, patient. So and true. I know that's hard. And I feel yeah. like sometimes when we try to be patient, that's what causes us to get stuck. Because it's like, well, I'm, I'm just, I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and nothing's happening. And a lot of yeah. like, the, t- the, the beautiful side of my testimony was just like waiting on the Lord because it was in those moments that, you know, he spoke to mm. me and the Hillary of just mm. four or five years ago is completely different than the Hillary of today. And my mom tells me all the time, like, you know, yeah, what you went through was necessary <laughs> and not in no like weird, morbid way, but like the Lord allowed you to go through these things. Yeah, so no. I could speak and I could encourage from a place of of knowledge, you know, not just passion. Like I've I've been through it now. I've been through some yes. things that have literally changed me yes. from the inside out, and that's nothing but the the doing of the Holy Spirit. And so, hope is real. Hope is very real. And yeah, you know, cling to that hope. That's what the scripture says. Cling to the hope. The one who made the promise is faithful. And just don't get stuck. Yeah, he's faithful to the end. And when you were saying that, it just reminded me of like, sometimes we, like you said, God is big enough that we can come with our true self, who we truly are, and not who we're pretending to be. I I talked about this, um, that, you know, sometimes (laughs) we're trying to will our way to this like promised land that we don't, we don't like honor the place that we're truly at and allow God to work in the midst of that. And so I just think like, I think about a lot of times, like even Jesus asked, Father God, would you remove this cup from me? But not my will, your will be done. And so like, even though we, we feel like, you know, following Jesus means we, we are, a lot of people feel like it's void of emotions, void of like actually feeling and honoring those feelings. It's not as actually the opposite. Like there were so many times that God was pulling himself away. Jesus was pulling himself away from people and being in stillness to really invite the Holy Spirit who wasn't even like unleashed, but like at that time he was inviting the Holy Spirit to just be and dwell there. And so to know that if, if 
that is what our or the pinnacle of our faith is set on is on him. If he did that, then how much greater do we need that for ourselves? But thank you so much, Hillary. Ending on that note, I'm so grateful, like I said, to have you on. Thank you so much for just providing a safe space to talk about this topic and just to talk about your story. Like, I really think that it will be impactful. And um, yeah, I'm so grateful to get to know you uh, better from this pod and just the introduction. And uh, thank you so much for your time. I thank you. You are so beautiful, but your spirit radiates just as much. And the Lord bless you too, because I I heard you talking earlier about how, you know, you want to be used to be able to be a blessing to others. And I feel like that's exactly what you're doing. So just keep it up, girl. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, To God be the glory. Honestly, uh, (laughs) you know, I can take a lot of credit, but to God be the glory. But thank you so much. And we will see you guys in another episode of Maya Moments. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye, guys.